Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. We know that in spiritual terms, the word vocation refers to any and all callings from God that occur in our lives, and especially the three that we all share, the call into existence, the call to follow Christ, and the call to serve Christ's kingdom in a particular state of life, clerical, lay, single or married, or consecrated. But even so, most Catholics tend to use the word vocation to refer primarily to the call to the priesthood or the consecrated life. When people show concern at a shortage of vocations, for example, those states of life are what they're usually talking about. That use of the word is understandable, because the most common vocation in the Church is the vocation to the lay state of life. The majority of Catholics are called to live out their Christian discipleship and mission as married or single lay people. They build up the kingdom of God right in the middle of their everyday working lives. As Jesus described in the Gospels, they are like the salt of the earth and the light of the world, and the little bit of yeast that leavens the whole lump of dough by being mixed right into it. A smaller number of Catholics are called to serve Christ's kingdom in the priesthood and consecrated life. At the risk of oversimplifying, theirs is a vocation to keep the salt salty, the light fueled, and the yeast fervent. And for the priests and consecrated persons who serve as full-time missionaries to people who have never yet heard the gospel— Their vocation is, in a sense, to make more salt, light, and yeast for the world by preaching and teaching Christ for the first time. Comparisons like that have their advantages and disadvantages, but the main point here is to understand that the different states of life are meant to complement each other in the life and work of the Church. Whatever our state of life, we are each called to follow Christ with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to become saints in the process. Although it is true that most spiritual writers consider the priestly and consecrated states of life, because of their intrinsic nature and structure, as providing an especially propitious atmosphere for growth and holiness, along with some special sacrifices and difficulties. But since the priesthood and the consecrated life are less common, and because they both involve a Christian commitment that is a more radical sign of contradiction to the world around us, especially through their charism of celibacy, these usually come to mind first when we speak about vocations. This is especially the case when young Catholics start trying to discover which state of life God is calling them to. They often ask, for example, whether or not they have a vocation. Of course they do. We all do. In fact, we have at least three vocations, as we have seen throughout this retreat guide. So the real task for us as we continue following Christ more and more closely isn't to discover whether or not we have a vocation, but to discern which state of life God is calling us to. Since the more common vocation is the lay state of life, that is usually the default position. Most healthy human beings feel a natural desire to engage in meaningful work in the world, to get married, and to form a family of their own. These are natural desires. When we follow them prayerfully, seeking to love and serve God and our neighbors through them, they can become suffused with grace. After all, marriage itself is one of the seven sacraments. 
When that happens, these natural desires become, through Christ, with Him and in Him, a path to supernatural holiness, fruitfulness, and fulfillment. It's also important to remember that since these are natural desires, they don't just disappear when God calls someone to the priesthood or consecrated life. In other words, even when God calls someone to the priesthood or consecrated life, that person will still feel a natural attraction to the beauty of marriage and family life. It's just that they will also begin to feel an interest in another state of life as well. That's why hearing and following God's call takes discernment. As we mature, humanly and spiritually, there usually comes a time when the thought of the priesthood or consecrated life pops into the head of a young Catholic man or woman. This can happen spontaneously, from within, when we simply find ourselves thinking about and maybe feeling an attraction towards that state of life. It can also happen surprisingly, from the outside, when, for example, someone who knows us and loves us asks if we have ever thought about becoming a priest or consecrating our lives completely to the Lord. This suggestion can spark an internal reflection about our third vocation, or even an internal drama that involves a combination of excitement, confusion, and fear. Whatever its origin, when the thought and possibility of a vocation to the priesthood or consecrated life appears on our internal radar screen, we need to pay attention to it. These states of life do not correspond to natural desires, as does the lay state of life. Rather, they correspond to our vision of faith. In a sense, they are intrinsically supernatural. This is why they are often difficult to discern. Where is this thought, this desire, this possibility coming from? Is it really an invitation from God? Is God calling me to follow him as a priest or consecrated person? When the idea becomes present in our hearts and minds, we should not ignore these questions. Rather, we need to ask them honestly and humbly, and then calmly but intelligently seek to answer them. That's what vocational discernment is all about. And how do we do that? By taking four steps. Whether you are currently discerning your vocation, or whether you find yourself in a position to help others in their discernment, Understanding these four steps will be a huge help. The first step is the foundation of all the other steps, but it's often overlooked. We can sum it up in four words. Be generously faithful today. Our call comes from God. And so the better we know God, the deeper our relationship with Him goes, the more clearly we will be able to discern His voice in our hearts. That's why the first essential step for fruitful vocational discernment is simply being faithful to my friendship with Christ today. This touches many dimensions. It means intentionally developing our prayer life, both through living the sacraments deeply and through a sincere commitment to advance in personal prayer. It means intentionally growing in virtue, becoming more like Christ in how I relate to myself, others, and the world around me. This requires getting to know my own selfish tendencies and working prudently to keep them in check and eventually to replace them with Christ-like virtue. It also means seeking to embrace God's will in my day-to-day life through obeying the commandments and the teachings of the church, 
through creatively engaging in the Church's mission of evangelization, according to my possibilities, and through lovingly fulfilling the duties of my current state of life as a student, a professional, a son or daughter, a brother or sister, a friend, and a member of a parish, and any other responsibilities I may have. In a sense, the first step to discover our third vocation, which state of life God is calling us to, is to live faithfully and energetically our second vocation, to follow Christ more and more closely in the here and now of our daily lives. The second step to discern whether God is calling us to the priesthood or consecrated life can be summed up in three words. Keep moving forward. Sometimes a young person will acknowledge the possibility of a call to the priesthood or consecrated life, but won't do anything concrete about it. Instead, They just wait for a definitive, dramatic sign from God. They may even agonize over the uncertainty they experience, but they don't actually make any move in response to it. Yet, a calling to the priesthood or the consecrated life flows from God's love for us. It is an invitation to follow Him more closely and serve His kingdom more freely. And so He will never give it to us as a done deal. That would take away the element of friendship and relationship. It would make us programmed robots, and that's not what God wants. And so, when the thought, desire, or possibility comes to mind, we have to do something about it. Maybe visit a seminary. Maybe go on a vocational discernment retreat. Maybe visit a religious order or go on a mission. Maybe go and talk to a priest about how he discerned his vocation. Maybe start teaching catechism class or volunteering to help the sisters in their apostolate of caring for the elderly. Eventually, maybe the next step will be to begin the actual application process or to join a candidacy program. We have to keep moving. Just as couples seeking to marry go out on dates during their courtship, we have to keep taking concrete, active steps to inform ourselves about and to experience the kind of life that we are discerning. God works within those efforts to give us graces of light and strength. The third step we need to take to discern whether God is calling us to the priesthood or consecrated life can be summed up in two words. Get help. We need to have someone trustworthy that we can talk to about what's happening in our souls. Someone who can help expand our limited point of view and help recognize how God may be leading us. They can help us identify some of the objective factors that have to be present in a vocation to the priesthood or consecrated life like physical and psychological health and sincerity of intention. They can also help us live the first two steps of discernment more fruitfully, guiding us in our prayer life and growth in virtue, and suggesting concrete ways to continue exploring a possible priestly or consecrated call. This can be a spiritual director, a confessor, a mentor, or simply an older friend whose wisdom, knowledge, and love for God and the Church we respect. It's more useful to have one person in this role than many. In fact, going around telling everyone and their cousin that we are discerning a call to the priesthood or consecrated life is usually not a good idea. But we do need to be talking about it with someone. The fourth step for discerning our third vocation can be summed up in one word. Ask. Ask God calmly and sincerely, but persistently, to give us the light we need to know where he's calling us and ask him to give us the strength we need to follow wherever he leads. How could Jesus not answer that prayer? 
He's the first one who wants us to discover our path to holiness and fruitfulness. He is the one who called us into existence and then called us to become his follower. How could he not want to show us what state of life he is calling us towards? If we do our part by sincerely opening our hearts to hear God's call and following these four steps, he will certainly do his part. Here's how St. Paul put it. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. These four steps are how we can do our part in the great adventure of discovering our third vocation. Be faithful today. Keep moving forward. Get help and ask. If we follow these steps, we can rest assured that God will gradually strengthen in our hearts a conviction about where he is calling us. He will never make it so clear that we're forced to say yes, and he will never make it so easy that we don't have to be courageous to accept it. But he will make it clear enough, and he will give us courage enough. And that's when discernment has to give way to decision. As Jesus himself put it, for many are called, but few are chosen. And whenever we generously decide to follow where God is leading, a new chapter in the indescribable adventure of Christian discipleship is ready to be written. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org. Dot org.